0: Hey, you, are you ready? Grab your pack, grab your tent, grab your gear. Jump in. We're going on an adventure. In Arizona, there's so much to see, so
1: much to experience. At GCU, adventure is never too far away. Offering over 200 academic programs with a Christian worldview and nestled in the heart of Phoenix, you can earn your degree in fewer than four years and explore everything Arizona has to offer. Find your purpose at
0: GCU. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash azroadtrip.
1: Welcome to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast, presented by Fox DFS Firelines. Now, here are your hosts, Justin. Stephon Gilmore go to the Patriots, Now that Mike Gillis go to the Patriots. Are they now just the farm club within their own division? Greg. she's one of these faux leading women. It's like, that's not Angelina Jolie or Jennifer Aniston. It's some girl that I would see at the Circle K. That's kind of Alshon Jeffery. And Ryan.
0: There is absolutely no reason why OJ Howard should be drafted before Cameron Great. Welcome to another Skull King Fantasy Football podcast. My name is Ryan Skullrood, and with me tonight is my brother Justin. And uh, tonight should be a, a, a fun night. We're going to dive into the matchups for. Uh, week two. We're going to dive into about half of them. Cover the second half of the of the league tomorrow. Um, we've got uh, Justin's got some interesting keep trade cuts that we're going to work on tonight, and he's going to let me kind of work through. He's really got some fun ones or irritating ones. It depends on how how you you feel about uh, some of those. Um, there's not really a whole lot of news, um, but uh, you know we got a little bit of that. Then we're going to, um, you know, see what we've got going with the with the matchups this week. Uh, real quick, we want to give a quick shout out to Vox DFS Firelines, uh, our title sponsor. They are a premier uh, DFS lineup provider and um, consultant agency. Uh, I am actually one of the NFL line writers. Uh, we've actually done pretty well over this uh, over week one. Um and so uh make sure to go over to Vox DFS Firelines. That's Vox V O K S D F S dot com. Let them know that the guys from Skull King Football sent you over there so that we can uh um so that they can uh know who sent them. And uh again, if you're looking for if you're looking for some help with your DFS lines, they're they're an awesome way to go. Plus they also just started up a section of their website for sports betting. Um, all done legally, just so you know. Um, they've got everything set up to do that, uh, do that and, uh, and give you, uh, the tips that you need to be able to, um, do your sports betting. So, all right, let's go ahead and get started. Um, real quick. Uh, we talked last night about the Ravens running back, Danny Woodhead. He is expected to be out roughly four to six weeks on the bright side. He'll be back this season probably only for another couple games before he gets injured again. Um, the uh, official word came down that Chris Johnson or that David Johnson will be out to is expected to be out two to three months with wrist surgery. Uh, the, it looks like I I haven't seen official official word, but I've seen rumors are that the Cardinals are going to resign sign how how'd you describe him last night, Justin? C J A O L.
1: Yes, and everyone under twenty five has no idea what that means.
0: Okay, so A O L is dial up speed. So
1: the
0: when it takes you know it takes like a minute and a half to two minutes to 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 load up a web page. That's that's about the speed that Chris Johnson has at this point. So
1: when internet used to come on a disk. before twitter before facebook before myspace before friendster (laughs) dropping some old references here but
0: there um, we go all right so uh
1: one question i want to get to really quickly as we're on the the david johnson um thing this is difficult for a lot of owners because a lot of leagues he's your can't cut player Uh, And if you're in a league, unfortunately, that does not have an IR spot, one, shame on your commissioner. Two, um, are you looking to try and offload him for a body that will be of value to play to try and pawn him off to someone who thinks that they can keep him long enough for a playoff run?
0: At this point, he may not even be healthy until the playoffs. And then once he's back, he could possibly only be eased into action. So if you can get something for him to actually help for the rest of the season, that's not a bad idea.
1: In a redraft league. Correct. In a
0: redraft league. Yes. I mean, as far as Dynasty goes, yeah, you're going to hold on to him. You just, you know, you got to...
1: Bite the bullet.
0: Bite the bullet and and just do what you can um, while he's out. So,
1: is uh, Is Danny Woodhead droppable are you still stashing him He's droppable Okay
0: remember I didn't draft him Yeah this year yeah. first first time in four first time in 4 years I did not draft him because I thought that he's getting to the point where the injuries are going to keep mounting up
1: I know but a lot of people um still believe in the Danny Woodhead of old um I didn't draft him either I did look to try and get him in one of my drafts but he was taken literally the pick just before me uh, in the 5th round um, dodged a bullet, um, and so I don't know if I would drop him because I may still feel obviously roster construction. Um, everyone is going to be going hard after running backs uh, in the waiver wire order. So if you are uh, not top four, the likelihood of you getting a quality running back in waiver wires this week is highly unlikely because because we'll, running backs are going to go first, then receivers.
0: Yep. Alright. Man, okay. Um sorry, I'm just I'm doing a little research for this next story. Uh that Joe Flacco mentioned Michael Campanaro as someone who could step up and fill the void created by Danny Woodhead.
1: How does, deep into the web did you have to try and find him? Does
0: anyone other than a Baltimore Ravens fan even know who Michael Campanaro is? The answer Probably not.
1: Well, um, Adam Schefter, probably. (laughs) Um, And then uh, I just. Ian
0: Rappaport.
1: Ian Rappaport, probably. Uh, And then I can't believe that my brain is freezing. Uh, But the guy based out of here in Seattle used to work for. Oh, John Clayton. John Clayton knows exactly who he is. He's got a thousand hours of of Mike Campanero on, or however you pronounce his name in his database, and he's probably watched every minute 20 times.
0: So. All right. So so here's Michael Campanaro, career, has 12 games, 13 kickoff returns for 152 yards, or maybe that's punt returns. He's listed as a wide receiver, 5'9", 192 pounds. Uh, he's played all four years with the with Baltimore, yeah. Four games, four games, three games, and then so far one game this year. Um, he's had a total of twelve receptions, a hundred and thirty-seven yards in those in those four years. And let's see, yeah, I mean, six rushes for ninety-one yards. So he, you know, obviously he ran a big one off, a couple of big ones off, thirty-nine yards. So he has not. I mean, this I. I'd believe Buck Allen to be more valuable than Michael Campanero at this point.
1: Yeah, uh, Michael. Yeah, we'll just, we'll just leave it there. I don't want to give him too much airtime unless we want to put him in the title. No, of the show.
0: <laughs> Texan Oh, this hurts me. Texans placed CJ Fedorowicz on injured reserve after he sta- sustained another concussion. Was it something like three concussions in four weeks or something like that?
1: I know it's at least two. Even two in three weeks is something that is uh, very, very concerning. Um, the league is very, very cautious right now with the concussion issue, um, as they should have been uh, the entire time. Um, I think this is an unfortunate, but this is a good move for health and safety of Fedorwitz. Um, he was primed to have a pretty good year with Deshaun Watson as the quarterback. Um, he's going to be out for six weeks, get him some rest, hopefully get him, uh, his brain arrest. And then when he comes back, he, he will be a waiver wire pickup upon return.
0: Is he, well, Have they put him on eight week injured reserve? Does he need to return or is he out for the season?
1: Uh, It says injured reserve, so I believe that he will be coming back this early in the season. I doubt that they're going to keep him out for the entirety of the season.
0: I don't know. It's possible. I
1: I doubt that they would put that kind of uh, designation this early. Stick with the six-week. If in six weeks it's still not ready, then you can extend it. Um, He's better than anybody on your practice squad. Yeah.
0: All right. Texans QB Deshaun Watson is already taking reps with Houston's first string offense at today's walkthrough practice and has officially been named the starter. We talked about this last night. It only took one half for Deshaun Watson uh to take over as the as the quarterback. Um, you know, we'll kind of talk about because he is in the Thursday night game, we'll kind of talk about in a little bit what we think is possibly going to um Possibly going to transpire in that game. So,
1: one one thing to note here: even though Deshaun Watson is the starter, um, it it was just a couple years ago where they went back and forth between starters like every game. So, just because Deshaun Watson has been named the starter does not mean that the coaching staff is set on that. They've had split personality disorder before, and you may see Tom Savage rotate through every quarter. Who knows? But right now, Deshaun Watson is at least guaranteed the first drive in the next week.
0: All right. Colts signed running back Matt Jones to the practice squad. That's just a depth thing. We already talked about uh, Chris Johnson to the Cardinals. And the Indy Stars' Zach Kiefer reports the Colts are, quote, considering making Jacoby Brissett their starter for Week 2. That tells you just how bad. Tolzien was that a guy that they just brought in for depth from New England, they're considering starting him. Now, let's be honest, Brissett performed very well in, uh, in the absence of um, what ended up being both Brady and Garoppolo last year, um, but it, he also was in a, a system with Bill Belichick that didn't require him to, to have to do a whole lot. So, considering that the Colts defense is trash, really that whole team is trash.
1: Well, I don't know if you could get worse than Tulzine did. Um, True. We're talking about a historic loss, um, a loss that has people wondering why Kaepernick isn't in the league, and I don't want to get on that.
0: Yeah, south- we're not. Gonna, we're not going to jump on that.
1: Um, but but. If the colts want to salvage their season, they can't start Tolzien again. no, nope. we'll put it that way yep
0: all right, and that that was it for tonight's news and notes so um do we want to get in the key trade cuts right now and then go into the uh and then go into the i
1: macro? I think we should i think we should we, we, we should go there um because then we'll talk about matchups for the Thursday night game, and then um, get into kind of who we like, uh, and then we'll cover the rest of the games uh, on tomorrow's episode. Um, So as we get into this, um, I'm going to let you pick the position group that you want to do the keep trade cut on first. We have tight end, we have quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and we also have a defense for fun. Kickers, you're not looking to trade or cut unless you get very, very creative with your, um, your trades and you're looking to trade to the guy who just lost Sturgis from the Eagles, um, who I'm looking to try and leverage as a kicker. Um, but uh, pick a position and then we'll go from there.
0: Tight end. Because I know this This is a – well, you know what? No, we're going to save that one for the end because that one was okay. a fun one.
1: That one's a fun one.
0: Let's go quarterback.
1: We'll go quarterback. So um, we'll go – we've got two here. And I'm going to start with the more intriguing one. Okay. Um, because this has uh, implications of, of some guys that are on the edge for a lot of guys. Um, and we're going to go Goff, Kaiser, and Taylor. Of those three, who do you keep? Who are you looking to trade away? And who are you looking to flat out drop?
0: So, Goff, Kaiser, and Tyrod Taylor.
1: They're all intriguing, all have upside after week one. Um, Taylor, obviously, a more known commodity. Goff had a great week one. Granted, it was against the Colts, but he has a new offensive. Uh, a new offensive system with a new coach and Kaiser there for the Browns with some solid weapons around him. If they don't drop the ball.
0: All right. (laughs) Um, I think I'm going to have to go, God, this one's ridiculous. Um, I'm going to have to go. Keep Taylor. Taylor. Trade Kaiser and cut Goff.
1: Okay, so I'm a little surprised at the Goff. Why are you cutting Goff?
0: Because he still has the Seahawks to play twice. Um, it's one game. Yep. Um, that he has had so far.
1: And anyone who watched... um the HBO special last year of training camp for the Rams, you know exactly why you're cutting golf. <laughs> um so,
0: yeah, so I'm just not yeah, I'm not I'm not one game okay against yep. and who who did they beat? The Colts. The Colts.
1: Who may be competing for the first draft pick <laughs> and the Jets are very upset. Um We'll go to the other quarterbacks. These are all more than likely on teams or is the number one waiver wire pickup, which kind of leads, which kind of gives one away. We're going to go Russell Wilson, Eli Manning, and Bradford. Of those three, who are you keeping? Who are you looking to trade away? And who are you looking to flat out cut?
0: I'm cutting Eli. (laughs) That was, that one's easy.
1: You're cutting Eli.
0: I'm cutting Eli. Um, because I believe that Russell Wilson's mobility makes him um, a little bit more attractive for fantasy purposes. Yet Now, don't get me wrong. They're, um, both offensive lines for those two guys are god-awful. Both offensive lines are horrible. But I believe that Wilson showed he was able to get through those and run when needed um and eli manning while the offensive line is horrible he also just was flat out missing all of his wide receivers so
1: i would there, there's no we still don't know about obj correct we of of him playing on sunday so uh it, this week obviously that also helps uh push him down which ironically enough Greg's not here. Greg would probably have
0: he would cut Wilson.
1: Bradford, a look to trade Manning and cut Russell Wilson.
0: Yeah, I um, would. I would. Well, here I did. I only did my cut, so I would cut Eli. I would trade Bradford. Yep. Because his value, his his his. his
1: uh, Will his value get any his higher? Value
0: is high, his value is high right now, and then and then keep Wilson. So.
1: Okay. So moving on. Uh, wide receiver, running back or defense.
0: Let's, let's just get defense out of the way.
1: Okay. So <laughs> here we're going with a lot of hype right out of the gate. Okay. Um, the Rams, the Jaguars, or Houston for the rest of the season. Who are you looking to keep? Who are you looking to trade? Who are you looking to cut?
0: All right. The Rams, the Jags, and the Texans. I am probably looking to cut the Rams, keep the Texans, and trade the Jaguars. Because I believe that the Jags have a lot of potential. Um, but in my opinion they had a little bit of an easy game going up against tom savage in week one um okay. and so i think that increases their their uh their um notability right now and you know i would if you could if you no one really trades defenses but you know let's you know if you could i will justin trades defenses
1: um I can stream whoever I want off the waiver wire so if that seals a deal let's go for it. <laughs> um
0: So yeah, I think uh, I think I'd be uh, I would I would trade the Jags and, and keep Houston. I I don't think this is the end of Houston. I just think that uh, you know, a little bit of a rough little bit of a rough game him. so. Uh,
1: now wide receiver or running back? Wide receiver. Uh, we'll go with some interesting ones that are right on the cusp of waiver wire additions slash deep bench options. Um, Alan Hearns, Marquise Kay. Lee, or Kendall Wright?
0: Ugh, really don't want any part of any of them, to be completely honest. But for the sake of this game, I keep Marquise Lee, I trade Alan Hearns, and I Cut Kendall Wright because uh, Marquise Lee um, was already ahead of Alan Hearns in the in the uh, um, depth chart. Not that the depth chart really matters. Uh, Alan Hearns has shown to be productive in the past, and therefore, you know, that wasn't all that long ago that he had, you know, a pretty good season so i think that's a possibility that people would be thinking oh well obviously it's going to be hearns he's had more um and then kendall wright i you know kendall wright still has mike glennon as his quarterback i mean not that the other two are any better with blake bortles but i think the emergence of Tariq cohen helps um they're going to try to stick it you know just keep the ball to the the backfield it's going to be uh jordan howard and Tariq cohen um passing as little as as little as possible so uh
1: moving on to uh to our other wide receiver one these guys were all taken around the top had mediocre to pedestrian uh (laughs) opening weeks in a keep trade cut we have Brandon Cooks Terrell Pryor and AJ Green Making it a little bit more challenging for you. Um, who are you keeping? Who are you trading? Who are you cutting?
0: Okay, so it's Cooks, Pryor, and A.J. Green. Um, God, Andy Dalton looks so awful. Um, I really think that in terms of Brandon Cooks, it's just a matter of getting the timing down with, um, with Tom Brady. I think they'll be able to figure that out. Uh, he hasn't had a whole lot of time with him yet. So I can see him having him getting it together. A.J. Green is still handcuffed by the fact that it's Andy Dalton. However, Andy Dalton only targets A.J. Green. And Terrell Pryor... God, he got so many targets. Terrell Pryor, 11 targets. And he dropped like two or three of them. Still had six catches for 66 yards. Um, I am probably... Trading – oh, God, this is hard. Uh, I'm going to trade A.J. Green because he's a bigger name and people will want him, thinking that he's going to bounce back. I'm going to keep Terrell Pryor and trade – or and and drop – You're going to cut. Cut Brandon Cooks. Yeah. And uh, and, and people are going to think I'm nuts for that, but I I still believe – Terrell Pryor is the number one receiving option for Kirk Cousins. That was proven uh, this last week with how much he was targeted. So,
1: yeah, I would agree completely with your selections there. Uh, Pryor and Green are the number one wide receiver options. I think Gronk is still the number one option there. But you had what is arguably one of the best defensive performances I have ever seen. Um, in coverage by Barry on Gronk just because of the size I mean Barry's a big guy but Gronk is still Gronk Yep um and was able to basically take Gronk out of the game Yep um and Cooks they failed to match up on some deep bombs which could connect on but still Cooks is not the number 1 option prior well, and Green still are
0: Yeah as long as Danny Amendola is there with Edelman out Danny Amendola is going to be the top going to be the top slot guy so
1: which was uh case in point uh in the Thursday night game of last week. Yep. Um moving on to our running back selections, um we're going to go with a very very interesting one right out of the gate here because all three of these are on the same team.
0: <laughs> this um, is the fun one. Yeah.
1: One was incredibly angry, which does not bode well for his chances throughout the rest of the season I think when when a player starts screaming um, production goes down because coaches don't want to hear it Um, but Ingram Peterson and Kamara apparently as it uh, was said throughout Monday night as it's supposed to be pronounced um, who are you keeping who are you cutting who are you trading
0: I am keeping Alvin Kamara I am trading Oh geez,
1: which one has more value?
0: Yeah, which one actually has? Do you trade on the name of AP, or do you trade the actual production of, of Ingram in a offense that forces the running backs to catch the ball, which AP doesn't do?
1: So here's a question: in PPR, which is what we which is what we primarily focus on? Yeah will go there because I think it's different that makes it so much easier standard
0: <laughs> so I'm keeping I'm keeping Camara I am cutting AP because we have been telling everyone to not even go after AP in the first place and then I uh, I, I trade uh, Ingram
1: you trade on the hype or the perceived notion of the name uh, interesting enough uh, they did they did very they committed to the running backs a lot Yes, that game in terms of targets and as well as running the ball. Correct, they did. Um, they did have a couple of linemen out uh, on the left-hand side, which made things a little bit more difficult. Uh, but moving on to the next key trade cut in the running back position, um, all of these guys were also taken around the same uh, area. I was not the biggest fan of any of these, save one. Uh, but Carlos Hyde, Todd Gurley, and Lamar Miller... Who are you keeping, trading, and who are you cutting? Both, all three you, of these you guys, can't, you can't cut all three one of us. were very We're very high on to begin with. Um, I, I probably like Miller the most. Uh, completely disappointed in Gurley this last week, as he was primed to just run over oh. the Colts, and he didn't. Yeah. and Carlos Hyde. Who I was expecting to do his token score a lot of points in week one and two and then disappear, barely appeared. So uh, and didn't score any, uh, didn't score a touchdown. Uh, he did walk away with thirteen point seven points, uh, mostly because of catches. Um, but out of those three, who are you keeping? Who are you trading? And who are you cutting?
0: Okay, so I am probably <sighs> I am probably keeping Miller because I believe that he can still be productive in that offense. Not great, but productive. Um, especially if, especially if Deshaun Watson can prove to to be um, valuable as a running quarterback. Um, I think that could help to. Open up some things for Miller in the in the running game. I am cutting Gurley and trading Hyde. And if I could, if I could, I would cut all three of them because I think that Hyde will have personally. I think that Hyde has more has a little more value. Um, even in the even in the well, I mean, they both play in the NFC West, so I mean. I don't know. I don't like either one of them. I want to cut all three, but I can't. So um neither one of them perform well, but I think that um Hyde caught Hyde was able to catch the ball of the backfield a little bit better. Um so yeah, I'm I'm cutting Gurley and trading Hyde.
1: Yeah. I would be keeping Miller. I would be Trading Gurley because I think he still has the name that people like. There's a ton of people that are keen on him, which I don't see. Um, a lot of other uh, fantasy football podcasts have talked about this being a breakout year for him. No, um, in a new offense, I don't see it. Um, but the reason why I would hook to cut Hyde is I still can't get out of my mind all of the preseason communication about how he is the slowest most out of shape or least athletic person in the backfield throughout preseason and yeah. that uh to top off I was already not keen on him to coming in and then that information I still want no part of Carlos Hyde yep um and so getting on to our second to last one or last one in the running back category um, these ones are interesting because these are all backups okay. So which backup is going to provide most value? We're going to go with Tolbert, uh, who's the backup for Shady McCoy. We're going to go with Buck Allen, who is the backup (laughs) to Terrence West. (laughs) Um, And then Charkandrick West, who is the backup um, to Kareem Hunt. Which of these three are you looking to keep, trade, and cut?
0: We're cutting Tolbert. Really? Yes. We're cutting Tolbert.
1: Even with the backup to McCoy over the last three years being flex relevant late in the season.
0: Yeah, but none of them were named Mike Tolbert.
1: (laughs) (laughs) None of them were as wide as they are tall as they are tall. (laughs) Yeah. Um I just I
0: Tolbert's Tolbert's ability to take on that kind of a role passed four years ago. He's more of the bowling ball fullback type that is not going to be able to fill that kind of a role if if McCoy goes down, to be completely honest.
1: Where where I want to debate with you on that is Shady McCoy gets vultured a lot in the red zone. True. By big guys, which is where a lot of Gillisley's value came over the last couple of years. And that's where, Car- it's and- frankly where where Gillisley's uh, value was Thursday night against the Chiefs last week.
0: Well, and Carlos Williams two years, a couple of years ago, so.
1: Yeah, and so that's where I don't know if I would cut Tolbert. I would go with somebody else, but I'll let you finish out.
0: I will cut Tolbert. Uh, <laughs> um, and then, you. No, you can't convince me there. I will cut Tolbert. I will it was Trek Henrik Weston. Who was the other one?
1: Buck Allen. And
0: Buck Allen. I will keep Buck Allen for PPR, and I will trade request.
1: Okay. Uh, I, f- I did forget about one wide receiver one here on the list. Um, all, once again, um, kind of the number two or brand new to their team okay. in terms of wide receivers. All right. Um, none of them really had a great first week. We're going to go with Eric Decker. Zay Jones, and Mike Wallace. Eric Decker and Wallace obviously having historically good, being good values in uh, fantasy football. Mike Wallace has been a top 20 receiver in fantasy seven of the last eight years. Decker uh, was one of the best number two receivers, borderline number one when healthy, obviously recovering from a leg injury. And then there is the popular Zay Jones, who has been lights out in preseason with all of the attributes to be a number one as a rookie. Who are you looking to keep? Who are you looking to trade? Who are you looking to cut?
0: All right. Zay Jones, Decker, and Mike Wallace. Well, I'm cutting Mike Wallace um, because of his quarterback. That should be enough right there. Um, so now it's between Decker and Zay Jones. I trade Decker and keep Zay Jones.
1: Is that because of the name that Decker still brings?
0: I think so. Um, they showed in that. I mean, in that game, um, Mariota targeted Corey Davis ten times, and yep. he played limited snaps. He only played yep. like forty snaps. So,
1: but he is a monster.
0: Corey Davis will be yes. So Corey Davis will be the will be the passing option in that offense. So um, I think that Decker's limited. I think that Zay Jones, given a little more time, will develop into the top um, wide receiver option there. Um, but I mean, he is a rookie. He's still learning the offense. Uh, so for me, I'd go that direction. So uh,
1: Decker did get eight targets. Um, but I didn't look at uh, I wasn't able to take a look and see what all of those eight targets look like. I mean, Peterson did get one target Thursday night, but it was thrown to the ground four yards in front of him. And he was the closest guy to him, which is why he got a target. So who knows how good of those targets were, but he was targeted eight times three catches for only 10 yards. Okay. And Davis, six catches for 69. So now we get to the funnest one of them all three big names at tight end. And yes, you do have to cut. One of these. <laughs> okay. Um, Gronk, Reed, and Olsen. In a lot of leagues, these guys went 1, 2, and 3, or 1, 2, and 4, or 1, 3, and 4. All of these guys were gone in the top four in almost every draft um, on every platform. Who And none of them really had a great week one. Who no. are you looking to keep? Who are you looking to trade? Who are you looking to cut?
0: Okay. I am looking to, man, you've got two injury prone guys and one guy that his value really almost kind of depends on his quarterback who has a bump shoulder. Who um,
1: um, has been a consistent value or a, I should say, not, not necessarily value, but a, a shining light of consistency.
0: Yes. Oh gosh. I probably Oh man. I cut Jordan Reed, I trade Gronk, and I keep Greg Olson. Really? Yes. I keep Greg Olson, again, because of the consistency. I think he will still uh, you know, give give Cam Newton's shoulder a couple more weeks to fully recover, and he will be the uh and he will be again the number one or number two target for Cam Newton. And if Cam Newton goes down, he he usually ends up being Derek Anderson's number one target.
1: Yeah. So uh I to- would go I would go differently there. I would keep Gronk um because no one else in the league is gonna shut him down like Kansas City did. Um He's going to play a few weak defenses. He's going to go up against the Jets twice. He's going to go up against the Dolphins twice, who over the last couple of years has been one of the worst teams to defend the tight end. Um, so I think they're already And he's playing the Saints, Nick, this week. I'm talking possibly two, tie down, two touchdown big bounce back game. Reed's injury concerns make him my cut, and I would look to trade Olsen and the value because I just don't see – I'm trading on name. I don't see the value there anymore. Uh, If they're going to continue to keep Newton in the pocket, I am still nervous. They utilized a lot of dump-off routes. There was one route to Shepard deep, which was converted for a touchdown It wasn't
0: Um, even deep. It was only like 15 yards and he 15 yarder that
1: uh, I could have tackled the guy better. Yeah. Um, poor tackling by, by deep coverage players. Um, and I still can't get that image out of that poor, uh, corner who got absolutely, um, trucked, uh, Atlanta, uh, Atlanta Falcons, Austin Hooper. Yeah, that was, a good. um, he basically buried him in the ground.
0: So, yeah. So Um, for, I think for me going back, uh, You know, I hold on to Greg Olson because I think, again, consistency. I think he will he will bring that back. I trade Gronk to get whatever value I can out of him, knowing that he is going to be Tom Brady's top option, and with the feeling that he can't ever. He's again. Let's go through the laundry list: three back surgeries, a torn ACL, a shoulder surgery, a punctured lung, and a broken rib. Those. That it. (laughs) (laughs) The <laughs> over his career, <laughs> you know, I'm 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 waiting for about week five or six when he goes down again. So,
1: okay. Well, now let's get into some some matchups and some previews uh, of games going in. Um, we may not get as as deep into these as we wanted based off of time. Um, But with the Thursday night game, Houston at Cincinnati, I don't know if Cincinnati could be as bad as they were. um, But they are going up against another good, sound, and solid defense in the Texans. In this game, who do you like? Who are you concerned about? And of fantasy-relevant players, who are you looking to possibly sit in this game?
0: All right, so I'm I'm still starting A.J. Green because he's a beast and Dalton will continue to just pepper him with targets. Um, I am still, I'm going to somewhat still continue to avoid the Bengals backfield um, just because there is no clarity there yet. Uh, there's, I'm avoiding Tyler Eifert just because I think he's an injury risk. Um, I don't draft Tyler Eifert. I mean, if you've got him, you've got to start him, but I'm just, I'm, I'm avoiding that for now. Um, I just don't like it. If he's your only tight end option or your best tight end option, well, you've got to go with it. They are at home, so that'll help. As far as the Texans go, um, DeAndre Hopkins had sixteen targets in that first game. They are going to pepper him with targets. And now with with CJ Fedorowitz out, CJ Fedorowitz when he went out halfway through the game, had four targets, had four catches for like forty yards. And so he was getting targeted like crazy. So I think with Deshaun Watson, he likes to target the the tight ends and the one big receiver because he had, what was it Jordan Leggett and, uh, and uh, Mike Williams at Clemson. Those were his two main targets. Well, he also had, he also had Kane and a couple other guys, but I mean, his, his main focus was, was um, Leggett and Williams. So I think I still don't like who is it? it's Ryan Miller, whatever, whatever their second um, uh, tight end is now that, now that CJ, is out for the Texans, um, so I I think that really I'm avoiding Deshaun Watson again. Let him get a little more time. Uh, honestly, Nuke, go with Nuke, and I'm still not I'm still not sold sold on Miller if he's one of your top. I mean, I'm fine with Miller. Say a running back too. So, but that's yeah, it.
1: This is gonna be an ugly game. Um... To, to cover the Bengals again. Um, the only back that I would look to try and involve or start, obviously, in the flex position would be Gio Bernard because he was most utilized in the passing game. Um, and, and by most utilized, he got a catch for 39 yards and was able to break <laughs> something loose. Yeah, Mixon got three catches for 15. Geo did the most with what he had. So that's where I'm leaning there. I'm not looking to start Andy Dalton in this game because Houston um, has good defense. Um, due to interceptions, Houston, or uh, Jacksonville had to start with a lot of short field, which I think is what ate into Houston's defense. I don't look for uh, that to happen again this week with the Bengals taking it away from uh, from the Texans. Uh, getting into Houston, I don't start uh, Deshaun Watson either. I'm even nervous about starting Lamar Miller. I mean, there's already been reports about Donta Foreman getting more involved. Granted, one carry and you said you're getting more involved could mean two carries. <laughs> um, but Lamar Miller, over the last two years... He still was a running back two last year. Yep. Um, but you don't feel good about that. No. So this may be – if you have nothing better, start him in a flex position um, or start him at a running back and gives you more flexibility later in your in your week to, to maybe put in receivers or whatever in your flex stuff. Yep. But I'm really nervous there. DeAndre Hopkins at this point out, is, as much as I did not like him – He had 16, like you said, he had 16 targets. The rest of the team had 20. Yeah. So they're looking DeAndre Hopkins' way all the time, and this is what you are needing to see in order to see DeAndre Hopkins' fantasy value be there. Because when he was relevant a couple of years ago, it was because the Houston defense was without J.J. Watt and was behind and trailing in a lot of games, and they just had to throw the ball deep, Yep, which is where his value came in. Now, they were behind early. They had to throw. Savage wasn't doing it. Deshaun Watson comes in and continues to throw the ball and gets a touchdown. Um, I'm a little nervous that even with all those targets – he's touchdown dependent. So that makes me a little leery. Um, but he is, he is a starter. You drafted him high. He proved it in week one. You got to start him, but I'm a nerve. I'm nervous about Lamar Miller. I don't start either quarterback in this game.
0: All right. Next game.
1: Uh, next game we'll go with bills and Panthers. Okay. Um, I really like, I mean, obviously I've really liked shady. Yep. Obviously. um, I think you're going to continue to see McCaffrey get phased in. Um, He's going to get 10 to 15 carries or 10 to 15 touches. Um, I almost like Jonathan Stewart more, though this is a solid defense that they're coming up against. They do get him at home, um, but I'm not looking to start Kelvin Benjamin in this game because I just still do not trust Cam Newton to throw the ball. Kelvin Benjamin had one catch. I'm definitely not starting Funchess.
0: Funchess should be on the waiver wire.
1: Yeah, and so it's one of those things. I don't even – I'm looking for a waiver wire pickup if Cam Newton's my quarterback. Yep. So it it is what it is. I, it doesn't look good, um, but I like McCoy, maybe even a little Charles Clay. As much as that doesn't feel right, um, and Zay Jones, those would be the three that I would look for in this game, uh, and then the Bills' defense is one that I would start.
0: Yeah, I like the. I kind of like the Bills' defense. I mean, right now, after one week, the defenses are number two and number three. Um, the Bills have the number one rushing offense. They ran all over the Jets, but again, they're playing the Jets, so. Um, you start shady. Tyrod Taylor is intriguing as a as a streaming quarterback for this week. Um, I'm not taking Zay Jones this week. Um, I think for right now it's still too early for Zay Jones. Um, I want him on my team, but I'm not going to start him. How's that? Um, yeah. And so so shady, Tyrod, and Clay as a streaming tight end. In terms of the Panthers, I'm. St- I'm still starting McCaffrey as a flex slash running back two, depending on what your depending on what your league, how big your league is. Um, I'm still starting Greg Olson because you drafted him high there for a reason, and I think that at home Cam may feel a little more comfortable and be able to get him the ball. He's had another week under his belt, so um, and yeah, so that's that's it for me.
1: Uh, Moving on to the Vikings and Steelers. This is an intriguing matchup because you have a very, very dominant defense in the Vikings going up against Roethlisberger at home. We all know, we talk about this all the time that Roethlisberger on the road is not a starting quarterback, which he proved that this week, but at home, the fantasy points fluctuate the other way drastically. And so, I would look to start him. I think this, these are bounce-back games for Martavius Bryant, for Lev Bell. I, I don't see Brown getting the same uh, production he got last week. He may get it with a touchdown, but I don't see him getting as many yards because uh, the the Vikings are going to look to take away the deep pass. And Xavier Rhodes will be guarding uh, Antonio Brown. So there's going to be much better caliber of defenders than what the Browns had, obviously. Um, And so I look for big games. Um, Obviously, Jesse James is someone that we've talked about to not play and to avoid a little bit on the waiver wire, let other people buy into that hype. Um, On the flip side, I see Bradford having not quite the same game, but having a quality game, uh, maybe around 240 yards, two to three touchdowns. If he throws the ball, I think um, Cook will get one of those touchdowns out of the air because of his versatility coming out of the back. Um, I don't see um, Cook getting 100 yards in this game um, because the the Steelers' defense uh, has done some things to add some personnel through the draft, through acquisition in the backfield. They're a different defense uh, who we've talked about streaming from time to time Um, granted, sometimes that's against the Browns. Um, but this is an intriguing matchup because you have the staunch defense versus a guy who just chucks the ball around and gets plenty of fantasy value at home. Well,
0: he has, he has amazing weapons to, to, to give the ball to. So, okay. So for me in this one, I'm probably playing Ben Roethlisberger. Again, it is at home. You're starting AB, you're starting Lev Bell, uh, Martavis Bryant, is a flex play max. Um, yeah. You still, we still haven't seen him. Remember, he had a, an entire season off. So, um, if you're going to play him, he is no more than a flex, um, or a, like a second flex if you have two flex plays in your league. Um, those are, I mean, really, you play the big three from the Steelers. That's it. In terms of the Vikings, um, I, I cannot get over how much. He is targeting, Bradford is targeting Adam Thielen. I think I you play Thielen as a wide minimum wide receiver three. Um, I think he has wide receiver two upside. Diggs is a wide receiver two with wide receiver one upside. Um, even though they've improved this defense, I think with Joe Hayden, who came over from the Browns on the Steelers, probably following Diggs, Thielen is going to be a it could be highly targeted and then uh with me you're always looking to put um if you've got especially if you've got bradford uh rudolph um has value every week as a possible target in the red zone so and yeah and i could, you know i could see starting i could see starting uh i see starting bradford so
1: Um, we're going to go to the Bears and the Buccaneers. Not much to see in terms of the Bears. Um, you really have the human joystick and the brother bear in this game as your two options. Uh, that being Terry Cohen, for those of you who are listening for the first time. Um, and the brother bear being Jordan Howard. Um, for context, listen to previous episodes and you'll understand why we call him the brother bear. But, um, I see both as fantasy relevant I don't see another body on that roster as someone you would even remotely start on the flip side the Buccaneers are one of the teams that didn't play in week one because of the hurricane so we don't have a lot of context for what they're going to produce this year so with that being said you have to continue to buy into what your pre-season values are obviously you're looking to start uh the giant wide receiver out on the outside. Um, you're looking to start Jameis Winston. Uh, the running back situation is what it is. Jaquiz Rogers possibly looking to start. Um, but other than that, I I don't know if Brate's someone I'm looking to start. If I've got someone else, obviously you had to have somebody else on your roster for week one.
0: Maybe He's streaming the same option.
1: Person. He's a streaming option. Um, there's a lot of talk about Howard taking over there, which I don't necessarily see. But obviously, until the season starts, we don't really know. No one saw Hunter Henry getting absolute zeros last night against yep. Denver. Um, so we just don't know yet. So I would look to start maybe your other streaming option, which which may be uh, valuable. A lot of people picked up a Kobe Fleener, which – Could be a viable option against a New England defense that got torched. Um, But what do you see in this matchup?
0: All right. So, obviously, Jameis Winston was drafted highly in in a lot of leagues. Um, So, you're going to start Jameis Winston. You're going to start Mike Evans. Um, I'm fine to start Cameron Brayton this game. I also am interested to see what Deshaun Jackson can do in this offense. But for now, I'm you know I play Deshaun Jackson as a flex, and I would keep my eyes open to see what Chris Godwin does. I'm not playing him, but I want to, I want to keep an eye on what he could possibly do. Um, he is he is a slot type receiver, possession type receiver, who is not afraid. He's a rookie out of Penn State, who is not afraid to run those routes over the, um, around, you know, just behind the linebacker and get absolutely pummeled by a, by a free safety. Um, he'll take the hit and just, you know, stand up and look at you and say, yeah, I caught it anyways. And go back to the huddle. So he is that type of guy. So he, I, I'd, I'd be willing to see what he can do, maybe watch him, put him on on my watch list, but really you're only, you're really wanting to start Jaquiz Rogers, Jameis Winston, and Mike Evans with Deshaun Jackson as a possible flex. In terms of the Bears, it's, yeah, it's the brother bear, and it's the human joystick. You've got uh, Howard and, and Cohen in the backfield. Uh, I mean, you, if you're desperate, um, you know, Kendall Wright, maybe, to see what, I think Kendall Wright's more of a, of a DFS option um, as a value option to see what he could possibly do um but other than that there's they really don't have much else to be completely honest it's really the two running backs is is their offense so uh
1: going into uh the last game that we'll cover we'll cover the rest in tomorrow's episode but the cardinals and the colts as as the next game to cover um for the colts this is ugly <laughs> uh i mean they're looking to be the worst team, uh, and it's not close. Uh, I heard some conspiracy theories that were talking about that they're trying to replicate what they did when they were looking to off, uh, offload Peyton Manning and that they would suck, keep their star quarterback on the side, and then look to trade him and get value suck for, luck. for that uh, and do the suck for luck 2.0, which we're one week in, who knows? <laughs> um, but... With that being said, the quarterback class coming in has been already highly touted, um, but we'll stick to this season. I think this is a great comeback game and bounce back game for a Carson Palmer who struggled against the Detroit Lions. This is now the Carson Palmer, Larry Fitzgerald, John Brown show. This is not really the Kerwin Williams show or the Chris Johnson AOL.com show. Um, so I look for Carson Palmer to have a good game. Uh, if if Jared Goff can throw for a ton of yards, Carson Palmer can throw for a ton of yards, um, and with the the depth at wide receiver that Arizona has, the the speed to stretch the field from John Brown, uh, and the consistency of Larry Fitzgerald, I would look to not necessarily start John Brown yet, because um, still some sickle cell trait issues, but I would be okay with starting Palmer. Uh, obviously you're starting Larry Fitzgerald. Um, and if you're in a pinch and you lost David Johnson, only then if you're missing David Johnson, would you look to start a Kerwin Williams?
0: Yeah. And, and I think, I think it's very possible they go running back by committee. If they're only just now bringing in Chris Johnson, I could see Kerwin Williams getting kind of splitting with Andre Ellington. But again, I don't believe in Andre Ellington. Haven't yeah. ever since they drafted um, David Johnson. David Johnson was, you know, a bigger, stronger, faster version of Andre Ellington, who does who at the time didn't get injured all that often. So, <laughs> um, um see, so yeah, I think you go with Palmer, you go with Fitzgerald Brown again. Yeah. I'm with you. Maybe a flex play just because of the matchup and then you go over to the Colts and I guess you go with T Y Hilton. But he's the only option there. Or maybe, you know, you stream Jack Doyle, maybe.
1: I I wouldn't start either one because there's no set quarterback with Brissett yet. And there's no game film with the chemistry there. So I just don't I th- trust it.
0: I still I still think you go with I still think you go with T. Y. Hilton. He drafted him high. He's the he will be the number one receiving option. So unless that's proven otherwise
1: the Cardinals' defense at the corner position is deep and talented.
0: True. And so is T.Y. Hilton. So, I, you know, again, but that's, that's, in terms of offense, that's the only way I'm going.
1: We'll, we'll agree to disagree because to me, T.Y. Hilton disappears without luck. Luck has not returned and hasn't proven the ability to do anything with any of the backups. So, that's where I'm looking to do something else. I'll play him if I absolutely have to, and I've got nothing on depth. I'm doing it because um, it's at home okay um yeah all, all right. right we We did have uh someone come in on Facebook uh Minnesota at Pitt. What do you think from Duron Smith? uh thank you for the question. Uh We're right here at the end. We just covered it. It will be available on the podcast tomorrow. Uh, towards the latter half of the episode, but we're coming here right on the hour, and we just covered it, so don't want to repeat what was just covered. Uh, But thank you for the question coming in. Ryan, how about you wrap us up and send us off?
0: All right. Uh, Again, uh, for Justin, my name is Ryan Skuller. This has been the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, We uh, hope that you will join us again tomorrow night as we cover the rest of the games. Um, And uh, again, thank you for joining us, and uh, we'll talk to you guys later.